This week on the Tech on Tap podcast, we bring in Ross Ackerman to talk about some sweet improvements we rolled out for the support site, such as live chat and guided problem solving. Welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast with Justin Parisi, Glenn Sizemore, and Sully the Monster. I love NetApp. Oh, yeah. Hello and welcome to the Tech on Tap podcast. My name is Justin Parisi. Sitting in the studio with me today is Andrew Sullivan. Andrew Sullivan. And on the phone via Skype, as per usual. Hey now, Glenn Sizemore. Hey! Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. You're you're here in spirit, in voice, or something. You know, the listeners wouldn't know if you didn't point it out. I'm just throwing that out there. But I like to point it out. Hey, do we still uh, have this? The- true. Do we still have the webcam in here? Could we put him on like video? Oh, we could just put up a picture of Glenn on the webcam. Or just tape it to the chair. Yes. Can we get a life-size cutout of Glenn? <laughs> um, today uh, in the studio, we have a special guest from the support side. We don't normally get support people in here because they're just smelly. Um, I, I say this from experience because I was a support guy, so I was also smelly. What do you mean was? To pull us out of the ditch there, we're going to talk to Ross Ackerman today about some new and improved support things that will allow you to make support a better overall experience for everyone involved. Ross. Hey, guys. What do you do here at NetUp? Wow. I do support. I uh, I make sure the chains are tight sometimes. Right. So if you ever need support, you just call Ross. Right. He'll support you. Well, right. What, what you used to always just call 888-4-NetUp. Right. Now what do we do? So now you, you take your web browser to Google and ask your questions. That's the first thing you do. <laughs> right? All right? Is that our new support model? Google it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> come to find out, that's what, what's what, that's what we all want to do. Just get the quick answer. Okay. So how, do we, how are we getting the quick answer? Like, What is NetApp support doing to help people get the quick answer rather than having to call and jump through all the, the number pressing hoops and you know dial my serial number in and open a case and then wait for a response? How are we avoiding that now? Right. So one of the goals I've been looking at for the past while... We've been piloting a few things. We want to avoid you having to open up a case, right? So if you're listening here, you, you know, open up a case. That doesn't always sound like a fun thing to do. So if you've got a config or an installation question or problem, we know that w- what we all want to do is just get the answer fast. And so one of the first things we've done is we've, uh, we've swept kind of the top 100-plus articles and documents that we've written and that we use in-house to solve problems, solve the cases, and we've made sure those are highly indexed by the public search engines. So hit Google, you're going to get the right answer. That's that's our first tactic. Okay, so Google will actually point you to the first hits for NetApp support articles, right? That's right. So right. so basically indexing of support articles within the Google search engine. That's right. So taxonomy or search index optimization, we did a lot of that, right? So hit that up, right? That's what we've, we've focused on first. Okay. Yeah, so the other thing we've done is We've organized our support site, right? So Simplified Support was launched, and we launched it a couple weeks ago. It's called Guided Problem Solving. And so we've organized by product and category and feature and then task. So if you've got an issue with ONTAP NFS, you already know that's what you're looking at. You want to get a mount to work, or you've got an export issue or a permissions question, and you want to figure out what to do. We've organized 
our information. We, we don't care who wrote it in NetApp. We've, we've brought the teams together and organized it that way. So you hit mysupport.netapp.com and you've got a new landing page that says product, right? So we've got ONTAP, we've got 7Mode, we've got FlexPod, um, more features rolling out, more products rolling out. And, and that's where you land. That's where you jump, dive right in. So you, you, you say ONTAP and then you've got a, a group of categories, your NAS protocols, you click NFS, and then you've got a section of tasks. And those tasks link to the, the right KB article, the knowledge base article, or the tech report that, hey, maybe Justin wrote, because those are pretty good articles. Or the express guide of, hey, how do I get NFS set it up right now? So three clicks away, you've got the best of breed documentation in front of you. So are we essentially saying someone can come in and say, you know, I have a problem with NFS, and then it clicks, and it's kind of like a drop-down menu, and I can kind of guide myself to where I need to go based on that? Yeah, that's exactly right. So it's guided. And so if, if you really look at what the rest of the industry does, right, so if you're, you're looking at your rack or your row of gear you have in the, in the lab or production environment, we know the vendors. We know everyone we work with and partner with, and that's what their support sites are like. So the experience is going to be really similar. Similar. Yeah. We looked at the we looked at what the industry does, and we said, what can we do, and how do we take it to our level, right? And so let's take the FlexPod guided problem solving page for example. We, we've got organized information, not just for NetApp info, but we know what FlexPod runs with. So we've got the right documents for your VMware environment, the right documents for your Cisco environment, all that match up to that FlexPod solution right there on that one landing page. Glenn, have you been to that landing page yet? I have not. Um, I'm going to have to check this out uh, once we finish recording here today. Is this live now? It's live, right? So it went live early July. And just go to mysupport.netup.com. You don't have to be logged in. If you're logged in with a support account, even better. It doesn't matter. All of the information is available without even logging in. MySupport.netup.com. It's right there in front of you. If you don't Google for your question, go there, and we've indexed it and organized it for you. So what about the search functionality within the MySupport site? Has that been adjusted at all? Absolutely. Yeah. So how, how have they done – what have they done with the search functionality on the support site? Right. So we, we did a lot of investigation on search index opt optimization and search engine optimization. And lo and behold – the support site's run by our own internal search engine. And so we optimize that as well to make sure these right curated best-of-breed documents come up top first. All right, so we've, we've got tens of thousands of great content, great content articles. Um, we know the ones that are accessed the most. We know the problems that people call in for. We're doing case analysis and problem analysis constantly. We have a, we have a team at NetApp that look at the trends of problems. So not only do we take that trend information and and proactively solve and change the product, but we also make sure we bubble up the right documents and the right issues so we know what people are coming to the support site for. So we've actually brought in our, um, our, our expert escalation engineers that are solving cases every day, and we go through and we look at their trends, and, and really, simply, we just ask the questions, hey, what are you guys using? What are we using to solve cases every day? And lo and behold, we know what the problems are. And so we bubbled that up to the top. So it's, it's hit first, uh, whether it's a public search engine or internal search engine, we bring that up front. The, the goal is you, you shouldn't have to open up a case. We have the information. Our support engineers really mostly point folks to the information that exists. We just want you to be able to find it your own. So uh, a month in now, or right about a month in, are you noticing an impact? Is there a reduction in open cases? There is. There is. So we've, we've piloted this for a few specific areas, and we already see a decrease in percentage. Right? And so the measured decreases, if you're at the support site, 
are you going to open up a case? Do you follow on to open up a case? And we actually are watching um, watching access paths, and, and they get into the guided problem-solving area, um, and they don't go through and click that option to open up a case. Right? And so we also have survey feedback, right? So the survey on each of these pages, and we're getting positive feedback. So that helps, yeah. So now, just to be clear, what... The, the goal of the, the guided problem solving is primarily configuration issues, right? I, I don't know how to do this, so my first reaction previously would be to open a support case and, and say, how do I do this? Or, but we still want and encourage and, and you know, definitely don't not open a case because something's broken type of thing. Yeah, right. So if you've got a disruption, you've got an outage, and it's impacting your business, give us a call, right? We're always going to be here. Um, the goal of, of organizing the content was kind of responding to what our customers and our surveys and our partners have said is most of the problems people are calling in with or asking about is how does a feature work or, yeah. or what do I do next? How do I set it up the way I want it? And lo and behold, over the years, we've created that content. We've written that down and we just haven't made it easy for people to find or access. So we're simplifying the, the way you access that information. So right, we've simplified ONTAP with ONTAP 9. And the on-command story with ONTAP 9 really simplifies provisioning and setting up. And this is the simplification of the support experience. Right? When you have a question, how does something work? Or how do I configure it in my unique way? We've got a lot of content that covers that. We just we haven't made it easy for you to find that or access it. So hopefully that's what we've done. It's not, it's not just for the customers. I mean, we love customers and partners. But our internal support folks need to access this stuff too. So we've made it easier for ourselves. So it's, it's all kind of beneficial. Yes, yeah, this, this this is actually very very encouraging. Uh, I've I've been playing around with the FlexPod one while we've been talking. <laughs> um, I'm not surprised that this is a big hit. It makes a lot of sense. You know, it, it, I can't remember the exact wording that we use internally, but but I know the number one uh, root cause for case closure for a long long time has been just customer education. You know, just, we told them how it worked and what the answer was. Uh, and, and support had been acting as like this general uh, training thing that was just answering any and every question that anyone could come up with. So th this is awesome, man. Just just putting this on the outside of the firewall so that we can get rid of that person in the middle um, for, for those customers that don't want that, that extra layer, right? Some yeah. of them still want the hand-holding, and we still have that. You can always call us. That's right. Yeah, and so we call that explanation provided. Um, yeah, and that's the majority of our cases, right? Explanation provided. Here's that tech report. Here's that knowledge base article. Here's that, you know, that section in the uh, administration guide or the express setup guide that walks you through it. And yeah. What else do we got going on? Is this uh, is this the majority of it? We took our internal KBs and, and we put them on the other side of Google so the word, world can see it. Well, so no, that's not it, right? So one was organizing the content. The, the second one was figuring out what content do we actually pull out and curate. And so. We, we took something that's that's unique and, and we, we really took some of our, our best folks that are solving cases and escalations every day and we pulled them off and said, all right, let's dump your, your knowledge base. What do you guys work on it? And lo and behold, a lot of the information our folks were looking at were internal only documents, right? Because we've just written them for use, uh, for yeah. us to use, to solve problems fast. And so we took that approach and said, this, this set of information is perfect. There's no reason it needs to be internal. Uh, so we flipped that. We've we've moved we've moved thousands of documents outside of the firewall and created things that were internal only access and moved them to public access. And that that change happened over the last thirty days. So there's a lot of great content that we just held internally, 
and said, let's get that out. Uh, so that change was, was really big. Um, we've also changed the way we do our documentation and our troubleshooting flows um, and our uh, install doc. So I want to talk about that a little bit, stuff you'll find on the guided problem solving. Um, th there's a new form of document that you might have seen. It's, it's called an express setup guide. And in the past, what we were really good at was writing a document that went into every detail of every command and every option because we're all gearheads and we love that. Yeah. And I want to know what every parameter does. But lo and behold, we actually don't really care what that stuff does. We really want to get the business set up. So the Express Setup Guides are a new form of document that's coming out with every ONTAP release now. And the goal is within, within 20 steps, whether it's on-command system manager or CLI, the minimum number of steps, you've got a solution up and running. So we've started writing documents like that. And so that's a, that's a new outcome. We said, what's the experience? What, what do people, what do we want to do? We want to turn a feature on. So express setup guides are, are new, and those are highlighted during the guided problem-solving solution. And the other, the other thing we, we did that was new is we created a troubleshooting workflow. It's a type of knowledge base article. And in the past, what, what other vendors have done and, and what we used to do is, given one type of a problem, Given problem, error code 53, here's how you solve that. One solution. Well, lo and behold, error code 53, when you're mounting up a SIF share, it may have four or five different problems and four or five different resolutions for each of those problems. And so our troubleshooting workflow is really like a follow your find your solution path, but it's one document that says, given this problem, here's a possible cause. How do you figure out if that's a cause or not? Oh, that wasn't your cause. Here's the next possible cause? How do you figure out if that was the cause and how do you solve it? So the troubleshooting workflow is really given one problem, let's get to the right answer because there could be four or five causes. Uh, so that's a new type of document we've created. We've got a few hundred of those that also rolled out with the guided problem solving launch. So new setup guides called express guides and new troubleshooting docs called troubleshooting workflow. So those are pretty powerful and the access hits for those have really skyrocketed recently. So I think those are helping people solve their own problems without having to get on the phone. Yeah, as as a technical marketing engineer and, and with a support background, I've realized that over the years, one of the main problems people have is not so much that we don't have the information is is does it exist right? And this stuff has always been there. It's just like you said, how do you find it? And I think making it easy to find and and just basically guiding people to it is going to be the answer to a lot of people's problems. Yeah, that that's it. That that was the. That was the idea. We sat down and said, what do we do differently? And, and probably the answer was, we don't have to do a lot differently. Let's just make sure people can get to exactly what we've created because there's really powerful stuff there. I'm thinking this was a lot of work because I'm just thinking about how many articles out there were internal and how many documents were out there and how you had to optimize the search engines. I'm guessing this was several months, maybe even a year in, in the making. So we kicked this off in November last year. So November, what's it, 2016? November 2015. Uh, the go live, we went live with this July, and that was only a, a go live of a section of ONTAP. Um, by January uh, 2017, we'll have all of ONTAP, and we're, we're looking for all of, all of NetApp's platforms. All right, so all software, all off-tap um, included in guided problem solving. Right? So the wave will be with the release of ONTAP 9GA, full coverage of ONTAP in guided problem solving, and then across the whole portfolio. So what's the section of ONTAP that's covered right now? All right. So right now the section of ONTAP are um, NAS protocols, NFS and SIFs, networking, uh, SAN, 
and key core components like your volumes and aggregates and uh, snapshot flex clone technology within ONTAP. And we chose those because, lo and behold, that's what people ask for greatly. So we targeted the highest ROI so we'd get the largest feedback. But that's where our case volume comes in, right, those, those types of questions. How are you guys looking at integrating stuff like SolidFire or E-Series KBs into this? Yeah, same same flow, right? So we've got the model. We'll just keep repeating it, right? We've got good information out there for E-Series, great information out there for SolidFire, um, and, and we'll merge that in. So we, what, what's cool is we we piloted some of this um, when we released ONTAP Cloud, Cloud ONTAP, and we organized our content for Cloud ONTAP, and, and then we stepped back and said, that works. So let's go live with it. And so that was our plan, pilot it there. Um, yeah, so we've been doing we've been doing feelers like this well before November to see what what things worked before we did a full launch. And Cloud on Tap was one of the areas we piloted, and we also did some learning with the solid after the solid fire integration of of what they do. And so it's not only the organization of content. Um, our auto support team has learned a lot from um, what Solid Fire is doing, and uh, there's other neat things that Solid Fire is doing as well. And so chat's one of those kind of interesting things. All right, so chat, I guess that's our next topic here. So I don't know. I, I, personally, when I go to a website and I get the chat window, I get a little annoyed. Do we do we pop up a chat window immediately I, saying, do you need help? Like Clippy? No. I think that's a generational <laughs> thing, man. I really do. Because I have the same I have the same exact knee-jerk reaction, Justin. If I go to a website and, and a little thing pops up and goes, do you want help? I cannot find the close button fast enough. Um, yeah. But, but I also work with people and know people like my wife, for instance, who that comes up and they're like, oh, this is, yes, yes, I would like some help. And they just start talking to that person. And lo and behold, that actually solves the problem an alarmingly high amount of the time. <laughs> it's just something that, that I, I don't know what it is. But yeah, I, I, I share your, your affliction to it. So this was a get off your lawn moment? Is that what that was? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things, right? It's just like the, the, the internet is going to video. Whether you like it or not, it is happening. Oh, I hate that <laughs> it, so much. Autoplay it, it videos. Is what it, is, man. it is what it is, right? Uh, chat support is, is the wave of the future. And, and uh, younger administrators and people who are coming up and in, it's, it's not foreign and it's not like offensive. It's, it's just another tool that can be utilized. See, I use the internal one all the time, the one for NetApp IT. That's because you're, uh, you're young and, and every time, supple. every time I actually have to open a help desk ticket, I don't know the URL, so I have to go around and dig for it. Whereas I can just go to the internal IT site and click the button that says "Start a chat." And oh, yeah, I'm good. I like waiting three days for my answer. Anyway, go ahead, Ross. <laughs> well, that's what it gets down to, right? So, yeah, so we launched chat, NetApp technical support chat launched, and that launched uh, the first week in July. Uh, that's available for those same areas of ONTAP that we talked about. It, so if there's a guided problem-solving area, um, there's chat. Either they're now for it or there will be. Uh, we don't pop up. There's no pop-up for chat. All right, good. Chat, I'm, I'm in. I'm sold. Nice. So chat is offered. Technical chat is offered. Right? opt-in. So the, the whole idea, it's opt-in. The whole idea is you don't have to open up a case to solve your problem. Right? So that's why the, the info is in Google right? or, or Bing or whatever your, your favorite DuckDuck search is. You're going to find the information. If you can't find it there, you're going to find it on the support site. If you can't find it there, just chat. You're going to get a support engineer, and they're going to chat with you quickly. So you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait hours or days to get your answer. You're going to chat and get it. You don't have to open up a case. That's the whole goal. This is an actual engineer, not a chat bot? Yeah, it's an engineer. It's a human. It's actually human. All right, that's good. So we've, we've had this, we've had this uh, 
live piloted with uh, some NetApp execs. So I said, hey, let's let's see what chat's like. And, and they talked with Joe, Joe, the support engineer. And they talked about configuring things and, and finding information. How to upgrade to ONTAP 9 was one of the conversations we did a live demo with. And it worked. It's simple, right? If you can pick up the phone and talk to someone and get an answer, chat works. What's great about chat, and I, you know, I know I just poo-pooed chat a second ago, but what's great about it is that you can multitask, right? You can you could probably handle multiple things at once, like even with chat windows. I don't know if are they doing that on the on the support side? Are they handling multiple chat requests at once, or is it a one-to-one relationship with chat open to technical support engineer that's handling? It's possible. We're gonna we're gonna make sure. So it's integrated, right? Again, we piloted chat with uh, a couple on-command solutions and with Cloud on Tap. We piloted chat for about a year. Um, did a lot of learning, and we've integrated it with our phone routing system. So I won't talk too much about it. But if you're if you're if our support engineer is in a live chat conversation, we're they're not going to be getting a phone call at the same time. So we know that, and and everything's possible. You could handle multiple chats if you wanted to. Right now, the experience is one on one. You get a chat, you're you're going to be working with one engineer. They're going to dive into your problem. But you know, depending on what's what the response time is. Kind of one of the beauties with chat is neither party needs to be super responsive, but you know the NetApp side needs to be very responsive. Uh, but you can chat and then say, hey, one second. Let, let me go look at something. I'll get back to you. Um, so either party can multitask if they need to. Okay. So um, with the chat feature, I mean, you said we're not opening cases. How are we measuring success? With well, so, so I said we're not opening cases. So if you're... If you're starting the chat, you're not opening up a case. So you okay. as the customer. Right? So you, obviously you have to have an entitled agreement, right? So we'll figure out your username. We'll get you to log into the support site and um, get an ID for your cluster. Uh, but you're not going to go through the details of open, opening the case. You're just going to perform the chat. We'll measure it in the back end with NetApp, right? We'll store. Um, the, the chats are stored. You get asked when the chat starts. Do you want to store it as a you know normal case note so you'll see it in a case? So every chat does open up a case in the back end, but you don't have to worry about opening that case. We'll handle that. And then, then you get the uh, the option. Do you want to store the chat so you can read it just like normal case notes, the chat tr- tr- transcript, or uh, or not? But we're gonna we'll keep that case. It's indexed. You can learn from it in the in the future, right? So that's it's it's there. So we open up a case on our back end. Do we tell the customer the case number so if they wanted to go to a later on, they can? That's, that's right. Absolutely. So it shows up just like a normal case. Right? So customers, you, you can look at your previous cases. And you know, if you work in the chat and it's not something we're going to solve in a few minutes and we need to take it on to a, to a case and live talk on the phone, that happens, right? We've got that case open so we can transition to an email-based engagement, um, just normal case flow. But the whole idea is to interact with that chat and get the problem solved right away. Yeah, that that I really like the sound of. I I, I like the way that that it, that flows and and the workflows that 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 we've thought about there. That that sounds awesome. Cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty simple. It, uh, we we had a big storage vendor because that's all of you listening. You're all big storage vendor. We love you. I uh, wanted to figure out how to upgrade to eight three. Right, you're you're running eight two and you want to get to eight three. Um, and in fact, this is how the workflow went. Uh, went to the support site and, and you know exactly where the button is to open up a case. So didn't do a lot of searching because you, you know it's going to take a little bit of time. Didn't Google search. Just went and clicked open up a case and said, where's the document? How do I upgrade to C.83? And I want to go to the latest latest uh, version of Cluster on Tap. And about 10 minutes later, uh, the storage engineer 
looked at the support site and said, what is this guided problem solving? And clicked on clustered on tap and then saw a category that said software upgrade and clicked on software upgrade. And right there, saw the upgrade express guide and saw the link to the upgrade advisor off the my auto support page. And so they clicked the upgrade express guide and, and read through it. And lo and behold, they also saw the chat button, right? So they just for fun, they had the upgrade express guide, but they also hit chat and said, hey, uh, I just opened up a case. Here's my case number. Uh, I found this document, you know, the upgrade express guide for ONTAP. Do I need to do anything else? And so the chat engineer uh, said, uh, we can read the doc together if you want, but those are the steps to upgrade ONTAP. And so it was kind of a pause, right? And the customer was like, oh, I've got everything I need. Go ahead and close that case I tried to open. Thank you. And so it was kind of like that was one of the initial experiences of, you know, take the first step of just go and open up a case because, you know, you're pretty sure you're not going to find what you need. And then a realization because it was sitting right in front of you, I think everything I need is right here. And so that was that experience. And so that's that's kind of the whole experience. When you think of you run into a problem, uh, how do I set up NFS or how do I actually get this setting done? You just look in front of you. There's a button that says simplified support. Would you like guided problem solving for clustered on tap? Yeah, I, I do. Well, maybe it's a human, or maybe this computer can tell me what's up. So that's that's the workflow. And so, you know, the idea is you're going to look through what we've what we've organized through guided problem solving, and you're going to try to find the bit of information yourself. If you didn't Google search and it, it come up in the first three hits, but you look through the info we've provided you, and hopefully that's solving your problem. But if it doesn't, then you just click the little chat button, and we already know you're looking at the software upgrade page, for example, or we know you're looking at the NFS page. We know what documents you've already looked at when you start that chat session. Um, and so we know, hey, it looks like you've got a problem with NFS. How can I help you? That's how the chat session starts if you're on the NFS page. Cool. So what this also helps us do is helps our engineers that are also working cases because they can leverage this guided problem solving to find the documents that Honestly, when I was an engineer, were hard to find. I mean, just doing a basic keyword search didn't always pull up what you needed. Right, right. So, so part of what we did was we went through your history of, of uh, bookmarks and wiki pages, Justin, and we dumped Justin Preezy's NFS wiki, internal wicked. We said, God, these are the best sorry. documents. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> did you also get my Mario Brothers we, fan page? We made sure those didn't get Well, they're links, but that's an Easter egg. Find the Easter egg. Hit up Tech on Tap and it'll it's be good. good. It's good. Yeah. So, th really, that's that was the key is is our escalation engineers, escalation engineers, our senior support folks. They're they're feeding this information out all the time, and so we can just feed it directly to whoever wants it. Right? It's in Google now, and it's a, it's a directly on mysupport.app.com, one click away. So, an interesting sidebar on this, I was thinking about it while you were talking about chat and guided problem solving is. What happens to the NetApp communities, right? I mean, previously our our solution for this type of thing was having somebody go to the communities, make a forum post, and have you know a few days of lag time where they waited for somebody to respond to their to their questions. Now they can just pretty much bypass the communities and go right to support, right? They could, but you can stay on the communities as well. Yeah. Right? So, so what's the what's, what is the community's value add now? What do you think? So I think the community's value add is still the same that it was. It's a median to to communicate and have a question answered or understand, right? And so what we've done with chat and guided problem solving is created mediums that didn't exist, right? That medium of organized content or that medium of another way to communicate with support. 
uh, the communities still exist, and we link the communities off of those guided problem-solving pages as well, right? So that GPS page for NFS has a direct link to the community where you want to talk with your peers about NFS. So we've just organized a way to still have that conversation, right? So the communities are valuable, not just to jump on and blurb, right? That's the first thing we always do in a community is search. So there's a lot of value in the communities as, as well. Um, but yeah, I, th I think you hang out in the communities just like you would. You just have that as a medium to talk to your peers. Has there been any thought to automating the communities to kind of watch forum posts if they sit there for a few days and then auto post something that says, hey, I noticed that you haven't had your question answered yet. Would you like to try our guided problem solving or our chat? So we've looked at a couple things with communities um, and in chat, right? So community bot is, is one way. <laughs> chat, chat bot of, hey, are you still there? Um, Actually, what what we're what we're really looking at is making sure that if you've got a question on the community that's going unanswered, that you get a, a warm human body that says, "Let me help you." And if I can't help you, let's bring it over here and get a case open to solve your problem. But but putting humans on that is kind of the first approach we're looking at. While, while chatbots and automation could be awesome, um, you know, doing an automated search for you could be neat. Um, we're kind of taking the approach of let's just get a human to go out there and touch it. Yeah. To get a human to go out and touch there, are we getting notified? Like, are we getting alerts? Are we getting stuff to come and tell people, hey, there's somebody out in the communities that need your help? Yeah, that's what we're looking at is people to man those. Um, we're, we're looking at groups of folks that will actually just stay engaged with communities. So it's it's across all of our teams, not just the support community to say, hey, keep an eye on this community, right? If you see a, a, a thread that just goes stale and someone really needs help, answer it or tell them where to go, right? <laughs> I nominate Andrew. Well, so to be to be fair or to be clear, right? So within the development community on the NetApp communities, we've effectively started to do that, right? So between myself and the other contributors to uh, NetApp.github.io and the pub and all that other stuff, um, you know, we we are actively watching, and you know, with the community system, you can subscribe and receive emails anytime somebody posts and stuff like that. So. You know, we, we actively watch and try to respond to everything that's there uh, and get either point them in the right direction or answer the question directly or, or bring in the person who can answer the question, as depending on the case. Yeah, occasionally I try to pop in there and do the same. It's just I, th I find that getting the alerts, maybe I've subscribed to too many things because <laughs> I'll get alerts for like 16 different things. I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. There's no way. But I think it's great that we're we're not replacing the communities, but we're actually enhancing the communities and trying to collaborate with them and make sure that each side is, is doing something that helps the other. Yeah, well, and it's particularly interesting for some things, you know, sometimes you don't need a real-time answer, right? Chat is fantastic for getting a real-time answer. You know, picking up the phone and calling is is arguably even more immediate than that, right, depending on what you're trying to do. But sometimes it's okay if it takes, you know, eight or 12 or, or two or three days, right, um, eight or 12 hours. So, you know, the communities are great for that. The other side of that is, you know, things like the NMSDK, right? The, the NetApp manageability SDK and all that. You, you can't, there is no support for that, right? You can't pick up the phone and say, you know, hey guys, I, I borked up my, por my Perl script. Help me, help me fix it, right? So for things like that in the developer network side of things, you know, we are, um, you know, those of us who frequent the forums there uh, are, are, that uh, answer group or, or that response group. Yeah, I mean, and I'm thinking more in terms of like the basic stuff that I see, you know, like the, the NFS questions or, you know, I can't mount or I can't upgrade ONTAP or that sort of thing I think might 
migrate over to the chat. Um, I, you also see the same type of stuff on, like, say, the Toasters DL, that, that DL that's been around for, I don't know, decades. Right? That thing is old. But, yeah, I mean, you get the same types of questions in that DL that might benefit from having a chat functionality. Now, the chat functionality is only for now or support site subscribers? That's right. Chat functionality is only for support site subscribers. And, but, you know, if, if, you're on a, if you're on Toasters or, and you're on the communities and, and you see an issue and you're like, ah, I don't know what that answer is right now. I can't help. It's, I think it's a valid response to say, hey, have you gone to the My Support site and looked at the guide problem solving section under NFS? Right, at least pointing that direction there in the communities, and the the guide problem solving is open to everyone and not just people with logins, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, so that's the that's the distinction there, right? So, communities are also open to pretty much anybody who ha- can sign up for them. Yeah. So that's another open, I guess, open network of people to help you out if you don't have a support contract or a login or just forgot your password. Yeah, or that's just the way you want help. Yeah, yeah, that's also another case, right? So are there any plans in the future to do any sort of proactive thing? So we go out and look at auto support data, kind of like we used to do with ARS, which was the uh, automated whatever tells you what problems you have, and proactively send out information via these guided problem solvings or maybe chat responsiveness when somebody has a problem with their auto support, or what are we doing with that in terms of proactive? Wow, so... I don't want to give all the all the secrets away because we, we, we're cooking a lot in our test labs. And when I say our test labs, we're doing a lot internally to help our support engineers. And then the things that work out, we, we move, we bring out to the customers and partners. And things that don't work out, we just shut down. Um, we've got a couple cool things going on in, in-house to support that we've been doing for a, a, a couple of years. Um, our, our risks, our health system, so at-risk systems is auto support analytics. And we've been doing this for years. Um, we feed auto support analytics um, and specifically risk signatures. Um, you're trending to hit a problem. Uh, you have hit a problem and here's how to solve it. Or you're trending, we think you're gonna hit this problem. Analytics show that you're going to hit this problem. Here's how you avoid hitting the problem. Uh, we have thousands of those signatures and we're processing them on every auto support we received. Um, you can sign up and see those on the Model Support dashboard. Every time a case is opened, um, the support engineer gets a dump of all the analytics we have from the auto support data. Right. So, what are the top EMS events that uh, EMS in on tap? What are the top EMS events that have happened in this cluster that you should be aware of, Mister Support Engineer? Right. So, the cluster might have written a few hundred uh, before you opened the case. And, and we hand the support engineer the top 10. Say, we say, focus on these. These might be really critical. And so those are to help solve that problem faster. That's something we might see rolled out and, and directly have ONTAP communicate that out. Um, the, ARS, the ARS, the proactive, we think you're going to hit this problem. Um, and we have thousands of those types of signatures. Um, most of those are available on the Mato support page. Um, and you can, be signed, you can sign up there to be notified. But the support engineer, when a case opens, whether it's through chat or whether it's a live case, that support engineer gets gets an update of those live within minutes of the case being opened. That tells that support engineer, hey, these are risks specific to this cluster you're dealing with. Um, so, you know, if, if the person opened up the case, the customer or the partner didn't look at that, that support engineer gets those. So that's a lot of the proactive stuff we have going on. Um, and we're, we're not doing that just for defects in hardware and configuration issues. We're doing that for performance problems as well. So um, 
you know, the QoS headroom stuff is coming, which is really cool. We know where that cliff is before you fall off. Yeah, I was going to mention that piece, yeah, with ONTAP 9, the headroom stuff. Yeah, that is powerful, right? It's integrated with the on-command products, but we also have that integrated with the ASAP payload, right? So as auto support is sending data, we're getting performance um, telemetry as well. And we know, hey, you're hitting a defect, or we think you're going to fall off this cliff. So we've got some really good insight tied into our on-command products, um, backed with ONTAP 9, uh, but also tied in when a support case is open, so the support engineers see that same info. So, hey, I know these are the three defects, or here's the performance issue I think you're seeing. So we've got that powerful analytics, and those analytics are being driven back into the ONTAP products as well. So it's not, hey, we just saw you ran over or you ran into a tree, but there's a tree coming up and you're targeted for it. You probably should turn, right, as, as the analogy would go. We've got the analytics to know where you're headed. So that's some really cool stuff coming, and we're and we're we've got that live with our support teams now, and we're shaking it out for some of the key stuff, and a lot of it we've actually rolled out to the on-command products with ONTAP nine right now. So that's that's pretty cool. You can get in contact with Ross Ackerman at the Ross Ackerman on Twitter. All right, so before we go, um, we like to do this uh, feature intermittently because uh, we're kind of ADD over here. Um, podcast at netapp.com you can send questions to us and we will attempt to answer them or find people that can answer them to the best of their abilities glenn has a few that he's going to read out today all right uh so we got a couple in here we're not going to get through all of them um there's one though that that i want to touch on because there's a couple of questions in here that that we actually know the answer to um but one that 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 is almost tailor-made for this episode so uh we we have an email here from uh thomas in germany uh, and Thomas writes, Hi, guys. Thanks for doing these podcasts. I really enjoy them. Well, thank you, Thomas. Thanks for being a listener. I have a thing on my mind and wanted to share those with you. We are currently running 8.3.2 P2 as of now. Question number one. Why can't flash pools be shrinked or removed? Actually, uh, Thomas, question number one, we don't have an answer for right now. Great question. We've, we've, we've asked an expert. We'll, we'll get back to you on that one. Um, but, but, but great question. Uh, question number two. Why can't ball moves be really non-disruptive? And then he goes on to expand. I mean, why does it have to break my snap mirror slash snap vault relationships? I do have to do a full baseline sync again. I mean, are you kidding me? I think it's just a matter of updating some internal IDs. So team, should vol move be breaking a snap mirror relationship? Uh, my understanding is no. And we should probably open a case on that if we're having that issue. Yeah, so, so uh, Thomas, reach out to us and let us know what's going on. Uh, the vol move should not be, you should not have to rebaseline those snapmare relationships. I love this question. It's, it's, it's another one, though, that we don't have an answer to, but we're going to run down. Why are so many cool tools hidden from customers slash certified customers? Things like SPBM, NetApp Docs, Online Demo Labs, et cetera. Uh, there are some really cool tools that we, that we make available to our partners that, that I would personally like to make more of those available to end customers. But I think that's something that we're, we're, we're constantly working through. I think a lot of that has okay. to do with uh, talking to your sales guys and really advocating to get those tools made available. Yeah, that's that. Actually, Justin, that's a great point. Um, if you see a PS guy come on site and he runs NetApp Docs and gives you this awesome report and you scratch your head going, how come he has that and I don't? Uh, tell your rep about it. That's why. Yep. Say, say I, I like that. Give me. And then finally, uh, the, the reason we pulled this email. Thomas ends on a high note. Gentlemen, I really love NetApp, but the support gets worse every year. I understand your need to go through some basic questions, but it usually takes me more than a week to get someone that actually A, understands the issue, and B, is able to find the solution. Maybe it's possible to implement some kind of 
quote, fast track, end quote, for certified customers. The hardware replacement support works very well. No complaints there. So like a guided problem solving? Or maybe a chat system to get to the expert faster? Do we have that? Ross, do we have that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty glad we... Uh, good thing Thomas, we made that. Thomas, Woo! awesome question. I'm glad we have a good answer for you. It's almost like we knew you were going to ask that question. Oh, uh, fantastic. The precogs. Uh, Thomas on... Yeah, the precogs. Uh, Thomas, we'll, we will get you answers to to the flash pool uh, and and see if we can get somebody to give us an official statement on the the, the internal tools. Um, but but as for the rest, hopefully that answers your email. We'll be sure to uh, send you a sticker if you would send us your address and a book. Somewhere in Germany. It's in Germany, man. That's a lot of. Yeah, I don't I don't know if we can ship books to Germany. September. I don't know. We'll have to look in. Oh yeah, when we go to Insight, we could just say, "Hey, meet us at Insight," and then shove this book in his face. Now that we can do, <laughs> Thomas, if you're going to Insight, we can hand carry you a book. Yeah, there we go. All right, Ross, thanks again. Uh, appreciate you coming on and telling us a little bit more about how the support site is improving the overall customer experience. Anytime you want to come on and tell us about all the good things the support's doing, come on. Wow, guys. So thanks for having me. Long-time yeah. listener, first-time caller. <laughs> He's been wanting to say that all day. I guess we'll finally let it happen, and we'll keep it in there. All right, that music tells me it's time to go. If you'd like to get in touch with us, send us an email to podcast.netapp.com or send us a tweet at NetApp. As always, if you'd like to subscribe, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher or via techontappodcast.com. If you like the shade, uh, if you like the show today, leave us a review. On behalf of the entire Tech on Tap podcast team, I'd like to thank Ross Ackerman for joining us this week. I'm going to leave that in there. I don't care. Yeah, oh, I love yeah. how you were just like, uh, you just, know what? Screw it. I'm just I don't want to do this I'm again. Just, I do I'm not want to do this again. Done. I'm a human. I'm not a robot. At this point, we're just like half an inch from one and done. We Is should just, just like live stream this on the internet. And <laughs> the oh yeah. I don't no, know, man. No, we shouldn't. The, the swearing and and yeah, no, no. It'll be fine. <laughs> Music is great. Thanks. Wrote it myself. <laughs>